0: New tools to help assist with pilots' situational awareness when on or approaching the airport. From the National Business Aviation Association, this is Flight Plan. I'm Rob Finfrock with your trusted source for business aviation news and information. Every so often, we'll see news about an airplane that landed on the wrong runway, or even at the wrong airport. Less often, we may hear about an aircraft that departed from the wrong runway or a taxiway. And while most of these incidents thankfully damage nothing more than a pilot's ego, the results can be much, much worse, as we saw several years ago in Lexington, Kentucky, when a CRJ-200 crew inadvertently lined up to depart from a surface half the length of their assigned runway. Of course, many of these incidents don't make the news, so you may be surprised to learn how often such wrong surface incidents actually take place.
1: When we look at the cumulative numbers from 2017 through March 31st of 2022, we have 1,311 actual wrong surface arrivals. Those are the ones that have actually touched the surface at a incorrect airport. That's a wrong surface event landing on a runway other than what was the instructed to land on or actually landing on a taxiway. Going back, we look at 2017 had really our low of 166 actual arrivals. And our high was last year, unfortunately, with 287 events that actually touched down on that surface.
0: That's Giovanni DePiro, Group Manager for Runway Safety at the FAA. And unfortunately, the numbers only get worse from there. According to the FAA's data, 82% of wrong surface arrivals involve general aviation aircraft. And Gio, I understand a similar percentage of these incidents occur in conditions we might at first think would be helpful to avoiding lining up and landing on the wrong surface.
1: That's correct, Rob. When we look at our data, 86% 86% of these events have happened during daytime VMC conditions. So it's definitely something that is a human factors of not really believing your eyes because at night things are darker and you're really looking for those lights and they really bring you in to that surface. You're looking for runway lights, taxiway lights, but during the day they're not lit. And obviously Your eyes and what you believe in your mind doesn't correlate and they're landing on the wrong surfaces.
0: That makes sense. How about when we look at the other side of this coin, Geo, with wrong surface incidents on departure?
1: Departures kind of bucket differently. Not as bad of the data there. Between 2017 and 2022, we're looking at 276 events. Once again, uh, our highest year was back in 2021 with 69 departures. And and the departure is going to be departing from a runway other than a sign. At times, there are runway thresholds that are co-located. So runway 36, runway 4, and you're cleared for takeoff on runway 4, and the aircraft starts departing on runway 36. Another uh, type of wrong surface departure event that we see is departing from a taxiway instead of that runway. So different airports might have Two different parallel taxiways feeding to that one runway, and uh, the pilot is holding short of the one taxiway, gets cleared for takeoff on the runway, and they turn onto that parallel taxiway and start departing on that uh, taxiway instead of the actual runway.
0: And again, a clear majority, 83 percent, of these incidents were in daytime visual meteorological conditions. I'd now like to bring into this conversation Bridget Singratanakul, National Runway Safety Representative for the National Air Traffic Controllers Association, or NATCA. And from your perspective in ATC, Bridget, what are some factors that might confuse pilots and lead to these wrong surface approaches and landings?
2: Airports in close proximity have what in common? Prevailing winds. So, in other words, airports in close proximity likely have similar Airport geometries, which means their runway configurations are likely to be very similar. I'd also say that be aware of parallel runways, especially ones with offset thresholds. Pilots are tending to turn to those runways that are closer to them. And then, for whatever reason, we've also seen it where it's further away. But we've also seen events where parallel taxiways, so taxiways that are parallel to the runway, could potentially resemble a runway. In other words, really they're both contributing factors to wrong surface alignments. I'd highly suggest being familiar with your airport diagram, confirming that compass heading that matches up to your assigned runway, as well as if you're on approach and on a visual approach, if you can back up that approach with an instrument approach even better, but all are great ways to help prevent a wrong surface alignment.
0: Of course, having that airport diagram handy also helps ensure you're not taxing on the wrong airport surface or lining up on the wrong runway for departure.
2: Yeah, making sure that your compass heading matches up with the assigned runway so that you're not inadvertently departing the wrong runway.
0: My third guest is Alex Gertzen, CAM and NBAA's Director of Airports and Ground Infrastructure. And Alex, I can see how business aviation pilots may be particularly vulnerable to wrong surface incidents, given that we're often flying to a number of different and often unfamiliar airports we're definitely susceptible and certainly not
3: exempt. Uh, When we looked at the GA statistics, business aviation is part of those numbers. So those numbers cover uh, Part 91, Part 135, Part 91K. Uh, The FAA doesn't have a way to break out those particular individual operations. So under Part 91, especially, we have a number of business aviation operators who may be flying single pilot. A number are certainly uh, two pilot crews. But ultimately to your point, uh, we are flying into a diverse number of different airports that we may or may not be familiar with. We're flying uh, during all types of weather conditions to include day VMC. So not to be complacent uh, during those nice weather days when we are coming in on an instrument approach in visual conditions uh, and uh,
0: transition to transition to a visual, for example, that's when the danger lurks to, to catch us. Coming up, we'll detail the new resources launching this month to help pilots avoid these wrong surface incidents. But first, this message from NBAA. NBAA Flight Plan listeners, your podcast is ready everywhere. You can download it from iTunes, ask your smart speaker to give you a listen, or hear it in any car with Apple's CarPlay. NBAA Flight Plan, available anytime, anywhere. We're back now with Alex Gertsen, Bridget Cool, and Gio DePero, and our discussion about ways to avoid wrong surface incidents in the airport environment. So I'd say we have a pretty clear picture of the problem before us, Gio. And to help resolve these issues, I understand a working group that included the FAA and NATCA, as well as industry stakeholders, including NBAA, developed some new tools to help improve situational awareness for pilots in and around the airport environment. Please tell us about those.
1: We have worked, um, I want to say, for about three years on this project. And it's called hotspot standardization to include wrong surface hotspots. And uh, on May 19th, the hotspots uh, on 11 distinct airports that have a systemic risk of wrong surface operations will be on those diagrams, including something called an arrival alert notice. And that arrival alert notice in the chart supplement gives that pilot who's looking at the chart supplement, it really from the flight deck view of what they should be looking for and the risks associated as to why these 11 airports have been selected to have these chart supplements to give that heightened awareness. So it's another mitigation strategy as we do different types of layered mitigations uh, for wrong surface. This is our next attempt at how to mitigate this risk.
0: What will pilots see on airport diagrams and how will these changes clarify problematic surface areas? The
1: symbology change is going to be a cylinder that points to the surface because it could be a runway or a taxiway that is typically misinterpreted as the arrival runway. So I'll give you an example. Like in Lincoln, Nebraska, runway 17 and 18, one is I'm about to say like 8,000 feet long and 150 feet wide. The other surface is I think 75 feet wide and probably about, I think about 4,000 feet long. So when you're cleared for 17 and I'm on final approach, what well, runway 18 is really when it ch- jumps out at me. So the, you know, if I'm on a visual VMC, visual approach, that's typically where I'm going to try to land because I can't see that far out. And this arrival alert notice kind of gives you that from the flight deck view before you ever get yourself into that position.
0: Bridget, what other symbology changes may pilots see for these 11 airports?
2: So currently on your airport diagram, we have a variety of shapes for our hotspots. So in some cases you'll see squares and some other cases you'll see runways that are entirely encompassed with basically a large rectangle around that runway. What this comes down to is our future state, which is Really, for the ground movement, you're going to see circles and ovals. And then for the wrong surface, you're going to see cylinders. So there has been some changes on your hotspots on your airport diagram themselves. So look out for those beginning in, on May 19th. And again,
0: we'll see these measures in place at 11 airports across the country, including popular business aviation destinations like DeKalb Peachtree near Atlanta and McKinney National Airport north of Dallas. May we see more airports added to this list as time goes
2: on? I believe there is a possibility for it. The element here of where we really looked at historical data. So in other words, at these 11 airports, historically, we've had aircraft that line up to land on or depart from an incorrect runway, even a taxiway or the wrong airport. We use this data to help decide where the airports to go next. So we're going to actually be doing basically like a test study right now to see if, hey, is this impactful and can we actually reduce the risk of misalignments at these airports.
3: Alex? These are really valuable tools uh, that we have developed. I was uh, privileged to be part of the working group and represent NBAA as we came out with solutions to help pilots in these challenging situations. When the alert notices go into effect on uh, May 19th, they will be available in the chart supplement, uh, which is a government publication. A lot of uh, business aviation operators are using Jeppesen. And hopefully in their electronic flight bag, they also have access to the chart supplement. And for the cylinders, they uh, should have access to the FAA uh, airport diagram. That's where those will be noted. Uh, Ultimately, they can be used as a part of the pre-flight briefing as you're planning for for the airport. So ultimately, uh, pre-flight planning is great, but if at least before the uh, top of descent, if pilots can, can take a look at the diagrams and look at the arrival alert notice, to understand what will the airport view look like uh, as they approach it from the flight deck, and uh, where do the risks exist for, for selecting a wrong surface. The diagrams really help uh, in understanding that, so uh, there is less of a guessing game, which, which is the surface that I've been cleared on. Am I looking at a taxiway, am I looking at a runway, or am I looking at a parallel runway to the one that I've been cleared to land? Also, uh, as Bridget noted, I would highly encourage pilots to use all available resources. In our advanced avionics suites, we have uh, ability to dial in both the uh, localizer and the ILS. Uh, We have the ability to dial in uh, instrument approaches, but we also have electronic flight bags that allow for runway centerline extensions. Those are really valuable in making sure that we keep our situational awareness, that the surface that we think we're lined up on it can be verified that we're in fact going to the correct surface. And I would encourage pilots even flying VFR to use those.
0: And Bridget, even with these new tools, avoiding wrong surface incidents really is a team effort, right? Pilots and ATC both play important parts in this process.
2: For me, honestly, communication's key. So I can't emphasize enough to make sure that you're reading back the runway assignment Uh, Not only on final, but obviously if you're on your departures, as well as just reading back hold short assignments as well. So if you're ever in doubt, please ask us as controllers. We want to make sure that we're there to help you. But I have seen too many events in the NAS where I would say that we really had a problem with ineffective communication. The air traffic controller and the pilot were not necessarily on the same page.
0: Having said that, though, it's also important that pilots understand that controllers in the tower can't always tell if an aircraft is lined up for the wrong runway.
2: So in many airports, you're going to have different challenges, right? So depending on you might have geography issues. So you may have hills or mountains in the background where really when you're flying in, it may be very difficult to see you because of that background behind you. I was actually visiting a facility and one of the controllers mentioned to me that they utilize their aircraft's actual shadow to help delineate which surface you're actually aligned for. I've been in another facility where the runways are in such close proximity that the controllers were telling me that, you know after you've been here for a while, you can kind of generally see, hey, is the aircraft slightly higher or is it a little bit lower to help with that depth perception on which runway this aircraft is lined up for. So there are lots of challenges out there. Remember, there are very few airports out there that actually have surface surveillance. So the vast majority of those times, honestly, controllers are just are looking out the window with a set of binoculars or their eyes. Alex, in
0: addition to highlighting these new resources, I think this podcast may also serve as a bit of a wake up call for our listeners about how easy it can be to inadvertently line up for the wrong runway.
3: Exactly, Rob. You know, some certain uh, lighting conditions when you're flying into the sun can make things look very different and add to confusion. Geo, do you have any additional
1: tips for avoiding wrong surface incidents? I'm going to wrap it up with three things. Uh, plan, like Alex said, that thorough pre-flight briefing. Uh, use the airport diagrams to update your awareness. And then communication, like Bridget said, clear, concise communication. Then that scanning piece, you're actually inserting yourself into a three dimensional puzzle that's in constant movement. So that constant scan, whether it's on the surface on final approach course, does the runway that I have in front of me say the numbers that I've been cleared on those three things. And lastly, this is a one-year test that uh, we're doing with the hotspots, so we want the feedback. Uh, FASafety.gov runway safety, please uh, use our mailbox there and let us know what you think about this one-year test plan that we have going.
0: You can learn more about these new procedures at FAA.gov forward slash airports forward slash runway underscore safety, including a pair of short from the flight deck videos detailing these changes. We'll also have information about these new tools at NBAA's Wrong Surface web resource, available at nbaa.org forward slash wrong surface. And that's the latest from the National Business Aviation Association. Remember, you can subscribe to all Flight Plan episodes at Apple Podcasts in the App Store, wherever you find your favorite podcasts, including by asking your virtual assistant or connected device, or download them from nbaa.org. I'm Rob Finfrock. Thanks for listening and join us next time for a new episode of Flight Plan.